Hi, this is Dan, and you're listening to the Holy District Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It has been a minute since I have been on the podcast. Um, We've been busy with our now almost 11-month-old and following her around, and she's crawling everywhere and uh, moving and just so active. And lately, people have been describing her as a mover and a shaker. And they're talking mainly about her being really um, mobile and she's zooming in and out of rooms and laughing and she's playing chase now. Um, We pull out the diaper and the wipes to change her diaper and she's running away from us and laughing um, because she wants to be chased. And um, she thinks that it's so fun. Um, And so people have been describing her as a mover and a shaker because she sits on your lap and she's just constantly bouncing. And um, I love that they describe her as that. Um, Even though they're just talking about movement, I'm thinking more like, no, she's going to be a mover and a shaker. She doesn't have to change the world, um, but I'm already getting a sense of her boldness and bravery and that she knows that she has a voice and she's going to use it. And she's going to use it to do really great things. Um, that's at least what I'm praying over her. And I'm just, I'm, it's so fun watching her little personality develop and beginning to see these things. And she has added so much to our family and to our life. Um, she doesn't even know it, but she's already become an integral part of our family. So... As we are talking today about the church, and in this series we've been talking about what the church is and maybe a different take um, on the church and seeing um, the community of uh, gathered Jesus people as that church. Um, For us today, we're going to focus on the church is a body. And the body comes with many different parts and uh, many different people. The body has hands to um, touch and feel, to hug, to high-five, to pat someone on the back. It has feet to move and go and do things and run um, and kick. Uh, it has a voice to laugh and to speak up to encourage and to demean. It has ears to listen, ears to ignore. It has eyes to see uh, pain and to see goodness and hope and beauty um, and eyes to see selfishness in itself. It has arms that can hug people, arms that can push, arms that can pull Fists that can punch, um, and fists that can knead dough. There are there are so many different pieces to the body. Um, we didn't even start talking about the organs and a brain and a heart and lungs that are full of breath and life. 
Um, there are so many cool parts to the human body, and the church is one of those things. Uh, as I've been around the church and used to work full-time in a church, I've seen the really good, good, beautiful parts of the church, and I've seen the harmful parts and the things that have caused hurt and pain in people. And that's the thing about the body is the body of Christ. The church is a body that it can cause uh, both pain for people and it can also bring really great healing, holiness, healing, joy, and help to people and to communities. And for you and I, we get to decide what kind of body are we going to be a part of? What role are we going to play? And are we going to bring healing and health? Or are we going to aid to the destruction and disorder and unhealth of the world? And so I want to read to you a passage um, from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's talking about the body with many parts. Um, and this is from Paul. He's writing to the church in Corinth. And they're doing their weekly gatherings, and um, there's disorder and chaos in their church. People are getting up and speaking over each other because they want to be heard, and they think they have important things to say, and people are um, fighting amongst each other. They're eating food sacrificed to idols, and we think this isn't a big deal, but um, it was to them. And they're uh, someone's sleeping with their stepmom, and people are still going to the temple um, in Corinth and sleeping with the temple prostitutes that are there. And everyone th- and some people think it's fine and other people don't. And so Paul's writing a letter to them, correcting them, encouraging them, and saying, hey, this is not how the body of Christ is supposed to function. And so in chapter 12, verse 12, um, he starts by saying this, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some are slaves and some are free, but we've all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. So in that section right there, he's talking about um, Jews and slaves, or Jews and Gentiles, slaves and free, and those are um, denominations or uh, titles, uh, like ethnicities. Um, Everyone who was not a Jew was considered a Gentile. And there were people who were enslaved and people who were free. Um, And if you were free, you had a lot more rights and privilege in society back then. Um, But Paul's saying, no, we're all unified. We're all part of this body. And if you were to go to Galatians 3.28, he's writing to a church in Galatia and says, there is neither Jew nor Greek, neither male nor female, neither slave nor free, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. This is a common theme of unity being part of a body or being unified around Jesus, that your um, titles or your distinctions from the past don't matter here um, because we are all one. He continues, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, Would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? 
If your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But if our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it, how strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The hand can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard with less honor as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require the special care. So God has put the body together such that an extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you are together, are Christ's body, and each of you is part of it. As I, fin- I mean, I was talking about this earlier with like each part has a different role to play and with our hands we can make and create and with our hands we can rip and tear. And if we all wanted to just be hands, um, like our whole body, you physically was just a hand, you wouldn't survive. You wouldn't have the other parts that you need and we all need those parts. And a lot of times when, you, um, if you've been around church or you dive into this, everyone's like, so don't compare yourself. You all have a role to play and go serve. But as I was thinking about this, I started having stories come to mind, thinking about people and the different types of churches that I've been in and the church body that I'm in now. And I've been in big churches and small churches I've been in country churches and city churches. I have been in churches full of farmers and churches full of working professionals and CEOs. And I loved them all. I have fond memories of them all. But, you know, some of them I have some really deep pain and um, hurt that I've healed from to the best that I can, but it can sometimes still feel fresh and some frustrations there. And now I'm in um, this really beautiful gathered group of people who come together and we read the Bible every Sunday together. We talk about what we noticed, what questions were raised, what did we observe, and then we talk about how we're going to go live it out. And that's really beautiful to me right now too and healing and wonderful i think that each person in our community plays an important role but before i dive into that i want to talk about the different types of churches too because if you think about like your city or your community and there's this kind of like kingdom economy going on there and 
people are going to church and people are leaving churches and searching for new ones or searching for nothing. But I think as sometimes as I want, like in my own angered frustration, want to see the mega church burn. I think what I'm realizing that it's part of the body and it just has a different role. And the traditional uh, evangelical American church might be sick and hurting right now, and it's hurting the rest of us, but it's still part of our body. And maybe what if right now it needs to be one of those things that's um, more covered, as Paul writes, less honorable, and so we take greater care with it because it's not healthy. And if your hand, like if you get a cut on your hand, you put a Band-Aid on it and you cover it up and you let it heal. And so I think like for me, maybe part of my challenge coming out of this as I like notice and observe this is to continue to pray for the evangelical church and the American church. Even as I disagree with it and have strong disagreements, I can still pray and show great care to it because we need it. I need it in the city that I'm in. I need it in the cities that I would live in. It has a role to play because it may not be attractive to me, but it is attractive to somebody. And somebody goes there and meets Jesus and finds Jesus. And each part, each type of church has a role to play in the body of that city. As we work to help more people see and know Jesus. Because there are good things happening there. You know, it takes all types of churches. And the beauty of the Holy District is there's many things going on and many stories that people don't hear about. They don't know. And it's really cool because it's this humble, um, grassroots, Jesus-centered community that is following Jesus around and just asking, you know, what do you want to have happen next, Jesus? Um, this last Sunday, we were gathered with a group, with our group, and we were just talking, and someone was sharing that they had gotten to be invited in an important meeting, that they didn't realize it was that important um, until they were there. And they had never been in a meeting like that before, sharing about vision and future and where things are going and being thanked for how they've participated and been a part of it. And it was really cool to sit and listen to them because for me, it was a reminder of that even with the smallest thing, Jesus is working. And that for that person, they were so excited because they had never um, felt that valued in that church or in that community. And I just thought was sitting there going, this is so cool. Like this is a part of our community and we get to be a part of this person experiencing the goodness of Jesus and the goodness that what they can bring and offer may not seem big to them, but Jesus is using it and he's doing a lot and that he can take it and multiply. And so maybe they feel like just like a fingernail on the body of Christ. And yet Jesus is like, I'm going to grow and multiply this and you're going to see beautiful things come out of it. You know, 
sometimes we want to place some people up on a pedestal and we seem, oh, I'm more important than that, or I'm not as important as them. They're closer to Jesus. And Paul, you know, because Paul in here in the same passage, he continues on um, and he says, here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First are apostles, second are prophets, third are teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. Are we all apostles? Um, and he just asks, you know, all those things. Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. And above that, like he lists first, second, third, and sometimes it's like we think maybe those are a matter of importance, but I wonder if this is just sequential, like one, two, three, four, and not most important, next important, and then the least important. It's just, oh, I have one apple, I have two apples, I have three apples, I have four. And well, there's apostles, prophets, teachers, people who do miracles, and that's all that Paul's listing about, not out of importance, but just out of parts of the body. And so, like I was sharing with that person who was like, I've never been into one of these meetings. I don't feel like I've, you know, it was seemed like a small amount, but God's doing so much. Like the role that they're playing is just as important as the role that you and I are playing or the role that I'm playing. And I'm, a, I'm on a podcast, but that doesn't mean what I'm doing is that much more important because they're part of our body and they're part of our community. And what if that is what Jesus is asking our body to do is just to help people who felt like they couldn't contribute realize that they can and realize that they can be a part of a really great, beautiful gathering. Because right after this, Paul says, let me show you a way of life that is best of all. And he lists then if I could speak all the languages of the earth and angels, but didn't love others, I would be a noisy gong. And it's, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, you do, you may know this passage, it's read at weddings, but it's then goes on, says a few other things. If I didn't have love, I'd gain nothing. And it says, love is patient and kind. And so what Paul's saying is like, all of these gifts, all of these parts of the body are working to build up the body. But the greatest, most important thing is love. That if you're an apostle or you're a teacher or if you can give and be generous or if you have just a small amount, it doesn't matter because what we're working towards and what we're doing and what Jesus is trying to bring out of you and me is more and more love. And that, you know, our hands can do great things. Our mouths can speak really beautiful words and write poems or speak poems and songs. And out of that can come some very unloving things. And the church can cause great harm and the body of Christ can do some really unchristlike things. And what Christ is calling us to and Jesus is working on is moving us more towards love. That more of those stories of, wow, I didn't think I was giving much, but look at how much Jesus is doing would keep coming. And in my own life and, you know, personal things of like when uh, a couple years ago and my wife was laid off from her job. The amount of people that stepped up and just like shared encouragement and said, hey, we want to take care of this for you. I was so deeply moved and encouraged because it's like, look at this beautiful body of Christ helping us out. 
and we didn't deserve it, but people showed up and prayed and offered support. And I think that's where Jesus keeps going, hey, if you're not acting like me, if you're acting in unloving ways, it's not okay, but stop shaming yourself and keep moving towards love because that's where I'm taking you. That's where I'm taking the whole body. And if every hand wanted to be a foot, then we wouldn't get much done. But if every hand wanted to be more loving of a hand to create really beautiful things, the body of Christ is going to look better and better and better. So as I think about this all today and the people of our community, I'm really grateful for our body. Um, for the body of the Holy District and the communities that we're in and how we're contributing and people are finding faith in new ways and they're experiencing Jesus in um, new ways and seeing that maybe this new way is enough. That we can strip back all these other things and if we just are, every church says they're just focusing on Jesus so I'm not trying to say that they're not but if we don't make it about a sermon, but we make it about the community, then maybe we can really do some cool things in our community. And it might be unheard of. It might not get notoriety. But I think there's some things that Jesus taught about, that the last will be first, and bring your two coins, and look at how much I can do, or your few loaves of bread and fish, and I can feed 5,000 people. and. You know, we follow a Jesus who takes little things and makes a really beautiful, big thing and a really healing body. So if you're listening and you're part of the Holy District, thank you. If you are listening and you support the Holy District, thank you. We couldn't do this without you. You're part of our body. And you're part of the body of Christ in your community. And the churches that you maybe don't like or don't agree with, they're part of it too. And we, part of our maturity is learning to be grateful for them and to pray for them, to call out when they're making mistakes or acting unhealthy because it's affecting all of us, but to keep moving in a way towards love and closer to Jesus. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>